Hello, and welcome to the Beast Over Ball Podcast. Back to the Boost Over Ball podcast. Uh, as always, remember to grab Boost Over Ball. I'm one of your hosts, Kyle. And I am the other village idiot, uh, Ace, Code Red Jack. Why, why, why do we stop using our made-up names? <laughs> I don't know. I just didn't this time. It happens. Well, I'm Ace. Good to meet you. Uh, see you all back. That's what I meant. There we go. First time, first try. <laughs> yes yeah that was a that was a definitely a first try that was my gold flip resets uh entry right there fair but i mean for today for today's episode we'll take a look at pretty in depth at the eu fall invitational the last uh weekend of invitationals before the fall major and the absolute chaos that occurred there before jumping around the world and checking out the oce uh fall invitational before we do a fall major kind of recap of all the teams that have made it do a couple of little predictions and then we'll finish off with our major predictions and uh, player spotlight i like this plan so let's get right into it uh start with the swiss for the eu fall invitational as you said this is it was a absolute insane weekend if you've been following along with eu at all they the, basically, the teams that made it to playoffs were exact opposite, almost, of the teams that made it to playoffs before. But I think you have a bit more insight into that. You want to give some give some words to that? Yeah, sure. So, I mean, Carmen Corp showed up, took care of business. They dropped three games in the Swiss, finished first place. That That's fine. They've been, you know, they're the number one seed in EU. They've been showing it, and they looked consistent. After that, it just is a complete and utter chaos so eg finishes second followed by vitality oxygen g1 team liquid in sixth williams resolve making their first uh, day two appearance in a in an eu regional event and team solary in eighth and your your notable like misses here are going to be moist esports finishing ninth team bds finishing 11th tundra finishing 12th and quadrant finishing 13th and those are you know four teams that you kind of that we've been seeing up at the top of the region throughout uh the first two regional events and so it's kind of a a pretty big shock to to see to see them miss and you know we'll talk about some of the implications of them missing the playoff this event uh later on when we recap the major but just truly a wild weekend well i mean let's let's be Let's let's point out the the it's not really an elephant in the room, RO, RLCS World Champions from last uh, season, BDS. I don't know what happened to them in the off season or what happened to the rest of RLCS in the off season, but I mean they this is not the first time this season that they did not make playoffs, and you know previously they were, I mean objectively the best right they won the world they won world championships and now they they're not even making playoffs two out of three 
uh, events now. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if, I mean, certainly for the World Championships, the move to drop Mark by eight and pick up Seiko looked like a, a good move, but, you know, kind of the further we get in, I don't know if it's them underperforming or if there's, you know, some, some kind of team chemistry issues that they're still building off of. But, I mean, they have not looked the same as they did in the World Championship. They have not been nearly as dominant. And, you know, quite frankly, teams have been able to dispatch them quite easily. I mean, they I don't think that they've ever made it further than quarterfinals in a regional event this uh, this split. And, you know, I, like I said, we'll talk about it more in depth. But because of that, they're not going to make – they're not even going to be at the major. Man, look how far they fall, you know, going from, you know – best of the best world champs to not even making the first major um what are some things that you think that uh, a team like that can do to pull themselves out of it do you really think that this is well i guess uh, as a coach you've watched some of these games um do you believe that this is their play style is being countered or some other factor in their downfall um i mean it's it's looking like a play style issue currently. I mean, previously we, we saw them at the world championship and we saw them absolutely dominate the entire season before that, you know, before, before we went back in person for, for competitions, but you know, they were winning everything, literally everything. They were just suffocating teams. They were a machine. Their offense was not necessarily like solo plays and things like that, but they just like suffocated and stole boost until eventually somebody made a mistake and they're able to capitalize. And if you you fast forward to this season and this split, they are seeming to rely on those solo plays from Seiko from monkey moon doing just kind of the, the the things that we've kind of been accustomed to seeing him doing. And it's not having as much, as much of an effect where teams like liquid, in my opinion, who is, I mean, I, I loved watching them. I got to see them, uh, on the mainstream sweep BDS in, in round five. And, you know, they are a very team oriented offense. They are, they play physical, they get bumps and demos and it just like, there's a very big contrast there where they're, they're always looking to find a teammate or to be really unselfish. And I think that it's paying off. And for BDS, I think they're struggling to find their teammates. And I think that it shows in their play in, in the games that they lose that they probably shouldn't have. Thank you. I, I could listen to you talk about our about Rocket League all day. We should start a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, all right, so that's BDS, but we got another big name that's not really pulling their weight anymore, um, and that's Moist. I mean, was it two events ago? So was it the Open? So in the Open, they were looking pretty dominant. They came out of the Swiss stage, you know, 3-0. But since then, they have not made playoffs. Um, do you think we're going to see some roster changes or anything on Moist or even BDS for that matter? Um, I mean, BDS has put so much money into into the roster. You pulling in Seiko and having Mark by Eight sit for uh, you know the the uh, spring split and the World Championships. I think that they stand pat. Um, Moist is a new is a newer roster losing Vatira. I mean, that's a lot of their offense. And, you know, we talked about him in a player spotlight previously, but, you know, widely considered to be one of the best players in the world. So that's a that's a hard void to fill. And I mean, they picked up Astral, who's an extremely mechanical and effective player. But I think that they're quite frankly, still learning how to 
to grind out games and to to finish things off. So I mean, when we were seeing them win, uh, do really well in Swiss, they were able to you know sweep or win three one pretty pretty easily. But if things don't go their way, they haven't really been able to to overcome that. I guess we'll have to see what happens with them. I can't really imagine them making a roster change, but I guess we will have to wait and see. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I imagine. So, is there? There's going to be a break between uh, between now and the major, right? Because I think the major, the fall major, is in December. Is that right? Yeah. So it is uh, December eighth uh, through the eleventh. Okay. But then after that, do they go right back into it, or is there going to be another break? So there is actually another break before the winter split. Um, I believe that North America will start that February 3rd through the 5th. So there's that uh, about four-week period, like three-and-a-half, four-week period between uh, the, the end of the fall split and the beginning of the winter, and that is when the transfer window opens. So that's when you know teams will make changes and change their rosters and all that all that fun stuff. Man, I really feel I feel we have another uh, roster apocalypse or whatever it was called coming up. I think we're going to see a lot of moves, but I mean, I think so too. Yeah. Furia already announced the that they're removing Kayo from their roster and they're looking at Justin from NRG as a replacement. But that's a, a monument. That'd be a monumental move. But you know, we'll we'll kind of jump more into that as uh, as roster roster change time happens oh i'm excited i saw that and i thought people were memeing i did not think that that was an actual thing but that would be uh i want to see furia so bad just absolutely start dominating i think that that would be an excellent move for them if that comes to fruition but uh since we were talking about moist uh team that kind of took them out of playoff contention williams resolve I've not heard that name before. What do you know about them? I mean, that's um, a team. They have not made it out of the Swiss before. Um, they qualified for the Open. They did not qualify for the the Fall Cup. And, you know, they make their appearance again in the Fall Invitational, and they, they're able to go to playoffs. But it's Breezy, the guy who invented the Breezy Flick, uh, Flame, formerly of Veloce and uh, Noasaki, and it's you know uh, Ethan's or Ethan, their coach. You know, so three Englishmen and a and a Welshman, but they're you know they looked good. They were able to to beat Team Solary. They were able to beat BDS three to one, and they ended up taking Moist to Game Five and beating them there. So very surprising to see them do as well as they did. They took. Carmine Corp to five games, but they 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 had a great weekend. They looked really good. All right, well, we covered the Swiss. Everything seemed pretty straightforward. We did have Auction Esports showing up again. Um, I mean, after, I mean they've they've been fairly consistent in getting to playoffs and ending up kind of I don't know I'd put them second, third overall in EU. Yeah, because they, they won an event. Not- yeah, there's not there's not too much to say about them, um, or really about the rest of the Swiss. So we can just cut this. <laughs> but yeah, let's let's move on over to the playoffs and uh, what kind of uh, what stands out to you in the playoffs for this event for the Invitational. So I mean, 
Williams' resolve was able to keep up some of the momentum that they had going. They took Evil Geniuses to, to Game 7. Um, Carmine Corp shows up, and they take care of business with Solary. G1 is able to dispatch Oxygen pretty quick. And Team Liquid, in, in my opinion, was kind of a dark horse, especially after their Round 5 win against against uh, BDS. And, you know, I, I kind of didn't know what I was going to see, if we were going to see the, the team that got th- lost three games to one to G1 or the team that, you know, swept BDS. And certainly the team that swept BDS showed up for for the first day as they beat Vi- they're able to beat Vi- Vitality four games to one. Well, I'm seeing, you know, we have Carmen Corp. They they just sweep, sweep Solary. Um, and then, you know, G1 does their work to auction eSports. Um Going into semifinals, uh, we kind of the same story. You have Team Liquid, who's just showing like they are really on a run since the BDS, uh, since they beat BDS. They keep this run going, and they absolutely trounce Evil Geniuses, from what I can see here. Um, and then Carmine Corp, Corp takes G1, um, four games to two. But what about this grand final? I mean, that was like moving into the into the grand final you think okay Carmine Corp you know had a you know dropped maybe one game to G1 that they shouldn't have but you know it's Carmine Corp they've been so consistent they've been so good like you, you kind of figure you know th- this is you know Liquid's had a, a phenomenal run but this is it nope Liquid came out they lost game one and they regained and they're able to take three straight before you know losing one and then wrapping them up in six games but you know they made they were hitting high highlight reel plays that the unselfishness and some of the passing plays that they had were phenomenal. They looked great. I really liked the way their offense was looking. And, you know, like I said, after a game one loss, whether that be nerves or, you know, a little bit of rust or, you know, just kind of the gravity of, of the situation that they're in, in the grand finals, they were able to make quick work of, of Carmine Corp after that. Well, uh, and I don't really have anything to add to that. You covered it very well. So I think that pretty much uh, wraps up our playoffs, uh, unless you have more you'd like to talk about with that. I mean, I, I'm certain maybe a, a motivator for Team Liquid is before this event, they're on the outside looking in at, at the a, a fall major spot. So they needed to have a good showing, as did Evil Geniuses, as did G1. I mean, th- these are all, Vitality, these are all teams that are tr- that are fighting for their 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 major lives so to speak and you know some of them just fell a little bit short but we'll touch on that here in a little bit oh, I, absolutely I, I actually <laughs> I forgot that when we looked at this last week there was what nine teams within a couple points of each other yes to go to the major here so yeah I mean everybody showed up like they had something to prove and <laughs> Some teams seem to have done that. Want to take this around the world? Tell us about Oceana. Oh, yeah. And now it's time to check in from around the world of Rocket League. For, 
for, for OCE, power, Team Power looked un unstoppable. They had a perfect Swiss. They dropped one match in the quarterfinals against the Lake Show before sweeping through to a regional victory, taking down Pioneers in in four games in the grand finals. Um, Pioneers took third in the Swiss after a loss to placeholders, but you know they kind of avenged themselves uh, in the semifinals, sweeping placeholders, and so really the two teams that everyone kind of expected to to compete for those two spots in power and pioneers are the ones who took the spots and you know it's really a, a, a two team two team region absolutely so um this is going to kind of lead us into our next topic which is majors but does oceana have one or two slots they have two the slots major? Ooh. well that's perfect because there are two <laughs> two teams that are just standing head and shoulders above everybody else <laughs> exactly <laughs> so going into majors uh, first before we talk too much about who is in are who are you surprised is not in um i mean the biggest shock to me is going to be bds right reigning world champions they looked you know pretty good at, they looked good in that first regional until you know until they didn't and they are probably the biggest name so in rocket league currently that's not not in the major. I gotta say, I'm disappointed to not see Furia up there, but I, you know, they did make the choice to go move up to NA and compete there, and I think that in the long run, that's gonna be better for them because they'll have better opponents and so they can get better. But I would, I would definitely argue that if they hadn't moved, we would see them uh, representing Sam for sure in this major. Yeah, I have no doubt about that. I mean, they, they definitely took the path of most resistance by moving to NA. Um, you know, I give them a lot of credit for having the courage to do that, but certainly, you know, they have a much easier path, in my eyes, uh, making it to major, making it to the world championships and all that stuff by staying in SAM, um, and I think at the expense of Team Secret. But, I, I mean, you know, I think it's only a matter of time before they find their footing. It, it's not, it, they're going to make a roster change because they've already dropped Kyo. And so, in my opinion, depending on who they pick up, they could be a real threat to, to qualify for the Winter Major and, you know, look to move forward towards the World Championship. Yeah, absolutely. Completely agree with that. Um, so, starting with teams that we have that are in the Major that we will be seeing in December. Uh, for NA, we got phase v1 version one ssg ssg love that team um gen g mobile i i absolutely love that team and then g2 um you know those guys who got second place last season <laughs> yeah barely squeaking in yeah barely squeaking in i mean na was another one that was pretty close between uh was there three or four different teams fighting for that position I think it was um, four teams fighting for one spot, and I mean, we thought that was crazy. And then EU shows up, and you got eight teams competing for two spots, and so it, it really just they had everything to play for. Oh yeah, I mean, and talking about teams that didn't make it, like we're looking at, you know, G two did make it, so they took that fifth slot. But right behind them, you have NRG, not making it, Furia. Optic Gaming, so like there's some there's some pretty big names just outside that that cutoff line that uh, 
a little surprising to not see up here. Um, but also, they're not really playing that well, NRG. <laughs> Looking <Yeah>. at you. <laughs> so I guess we'll have to wait and see what happens with them because they got from, you know, they're effectively, they have a break until the beginning of February. So they either got a lot of time to grind some scrims and try and figure out what went wrong or to to make a roster change. So I I will be very yep. intrigued to see what some of these teams that are on the outside looking in are doing to stay competitive or to try and become competitive. And it'll be exciting to, to watch and listen. Absolutely. Um, and then what? moving into Sam, we have, no surprise, the club and Team Secret. They're pretty much the names in Sam. Um, with the big hole that Furia left, there really is. I mean, honestly, there's one team in Sam, and then everybody else is kind of. There's like three other teams vying for second, but like the club, they're looking incredibly solid. They won all the events leading up to the major, so I would expect that um, they will be the team that goes the furthest in this event um, from that from that region. Um, I don't know. That's pretty much all I have to say on that. <laughs> fair, fair. <laughs> Moving into uh, Asia Pacific, um, James Cheese. We've we've talked about them before. There really is no other team in that region that's going to challenge them. Um, they have that region running away. They've won everything, and uh, we will see them and how they can they stack up to other teams in the major. Um, moving a little bit west, we have uh, Middle East, North Africa, and Mena. Um, it ended up being a very close race between Team Falcons and uh, Rule One, uh, one of the favorites of the podcast. But uh, Team Falcons will take this with a fall invitational win, and we will see them yet again in another international major. Absolutely. And we discussed a little bit earlier uh, Oceana. They're another two team region, and those are the two teams we're looking at here. So you got Power and Pioneers, and then uh, EU. <laughs> I'll let you go ahead and do all the talk on that one. Oh, shit. Here we go again. Um, for EU qualifying into the major, we have Carmine Corp, Team Liquid, Team Oxygen, Quadrant Esports, and Moist Esports. And, I mean, I have to ask, is this is this what you expected EU to look like, especially after, like, even, even after the fall open, that first event, is this, is this what you expected to see? Uh, oh, absolutely not. I mean, EU, like, we thought, like, I know a lot of people were talking about it in the offseason that, like, oh, you know, roster apocalypse with NA. But I think that because of where we're located and well, the people that, we're, that we talk to, you know, we're NA. So we pay most attention to NA. But anybody paying attention to EU, like, they, they took everything that NA has been, being, has been, complaining about or talking about and they've upped it up to 11 honestly there's like oh roster apocalypse will do even better you know because we have gen g mobile on in na now and that was some of the best players that were in eu moved over you know um and no this is not if you if if i had 100 guesses i would have put bds in there you know at least making it to the first major so um absolutely astounding to me who we have in here and i honestly except for carmine corp i don't think i would be able to call a single game a single team in the next major yeah i mean i i 
I would tend to agree with you, right? I, I did Quadrant is a new team. I kind of didn't expect to see them where they were. Liquid has kind of been gaining a little bit of momentum since uh, since they they kind of came together as their the final the final iteration of their roster. We'll talk a little bit about about that more later. Uh, a little bit of a sneak preview. We're gonna for our player spotlight. We're gonna do Team Liquid's Oski, and um, you know they've looked really good moving forward. Oxygen continued to to do well. They won you know, the first event, and they have been solid throughout. And then, you know, Moist Esports, a team that kind of became an uh, NA favorite at the World Championships, but they barely, barely squeak in. They did. They certainly did not make it easy for themselves. So moving... Yeah, I mean... Yeah, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, I mean... G1 and Evil Geniuses were both right behind them. So, like, I'm looking at the just the general rankings, and if you take away the points they got for making it into the Fall Major, that's a two-point difference between them and G1, and three-point difference between them and Evil Geniuses. So, clearly, one series win or loss away from making it in. Yeah, I mean, it could not have been any closer for a lot of teams. I know that, you know, for teams like BDS, for Vitality for evil geniuses for g1 they had everything to play for right they had a shot at the at the major and you know they needed things to to fall their way and like even after um moist dropped in round five to williams resolve the only way that they weren't going to make it to the make it to the major was if g1 and eg did not make it to the grand finals and they both came very close dropping in the semis so i mean Certainly a sigh of relief from from everybody over at Moist, but you know you, you, I, I gotta hand it to you know those teams, e.g. Williams Resolve, G One, and especially Team Liquid is you know their only way to to kind of get into the major was to play their way in, and they almost they all almost did that. Liquid did do it, and they they played some amazing Rocket League in the process. Yeah, I mean, and looking if you look just at the at the. Uh trajectory of some of these teams like evil geniuses uh, they have only gotten better with each event so i'm i'm i wish to have seen them in the major i'm excited to see what's going to happen next time we do see them because i mean they just got closer and closer to being in the in in that grand final or semi-final each time that they played yeah for sure i mean it's it's only going to get more competitive, I think. It's going to be incredibly tight. I, I certainly did not think that this many teams would be as competitive as they are. It, it certainly is looking like the more competitive region compared to uh, NA, where you know we kind of got eight teams fighting for five spots, where in EU it's really, you know, they may have ten, ten teams fighting for those five spots. So it's certainly going to be entertaining to watch and you know if you haven't gotten into eu rocket league maybe now might be your time to do so absolutely i mean to be fair there's no bad rocket league this season both you know yeah eu and na i mean maybe maybe you can make an argument there's some bad rocket league in some of the regions where it's a one team show right but na and eu right now are phenomenal series to watch because you really have no idea what's going to happen no so, you do not major predictions bud who's going to take the major in your mind uh as much as i'd like to say i think that 
it's going to be between Gen G and Carmine Corp. I think that Gen G has really kind of found the secret sauce, especially in NA, to, to get some wins. So I'll be very, very intrigued to see if their play style translates to to being able to compete with the EU rosters now. And I think Carmine Corp has just been so good and so consistent, you know, up until the grand finals today, or uh, like this past weekend. And I think that they've just looked very, very good. So I kind of see those two teams in the grand finals, and I, I think Carmine Corp takes it. Ooh, okay. I am very close to that. So I think uh, Genji Mobile is going to take it. Uh, okay. That's basically my, my end goal on this, or my end result on this. Mostly because Gen G has been the most consistent team, uh, I think, on both sides of the both sides here. I, well, I don't know. I guess you could argue Carmine Corp has also been because I think Carmine Corp and Gen G have the same record: second, first, second, or yeah. second, second, first. So, oh man, I want Gen G. I want Gen G to do it because they're a brand new team. It's a really good story, and also I look at it as they are EU transplants, so they should have at least some sort of, uh, I don't know, I'd say leg up on versing their previous region mates. So, I don't know. Maybe they learn new tricks in, in NA that they'll bring back. But as much as there's my serious prediction, which would be Gen G Mobile, what I want more than anything else is to see version 1 take it with the most demos ever seen in a major. <laughs> that would certainly do it for the entertainment factor. I mean, Com has kind of been on that path. They looked not they looked a little bit shaky in the fall invitational, you know, where they were they they only had to win two series to get in, so, you know, maybe that plays into it, but I mean, you'd certainly like to see version 1 do well. As an NA fan, I'd like to see Space Station do well, CG2 play well, but you know, only time will tell. So we'll see how they stack up to other regions. I'd be very interested to see how they play against James Cheese, where, you know, we'll either see that, you know, James Cheese is the real deal, they're just that good, or if that region is just, you know, really weak and they're able to take advantage of it. So we will be, I, I will certainly be looking forward to seeing how everybody stacks up in that. All right. Well, insert music for the player spotlight. Oh, I got, I got one more. You got one more? Yeah, I got Never one more. Never mind. Thing. Um, reverse. <laughs> so I wanted to try something. I mean, we're gonna probably we're gonna do a, a major preview episode probably the week before the fall major happens. With, you know, we'll we'll go a little bit more in depth in a in a segment about you know how everything's gonna work and explain Swiss better and things like that for people who don't don't quite get it. But, you know, I, I wanted to do. I, I've seen a lot of people do this, um, not necessarily for Rocket League, but you know, for for sporting events. Let's do. You got two predictions, like kind of your one. Like, not necessarily who's going to win, but, like, a realistic prediction. Like, you know, I think there's going to be a good showing. I think that an OCE team is going to make it to the final day. Or, and then, like, one crazy, like, something is just, you know, absolutely gone insane. Like, James Cheese makes the grand finals or, you know, something like that. So if if you had, you know, kind of those two predictions, what would yours be? So, um, so I guess... With those prompts, I would probably put it the same, similar to how I put it before, which is I think that Genji is my realistic. Uh, they're going to take the whole thing. Um, I think that what we're going to see is in playoffs, we're probably going to see maybe Team Falcons, but otherwise an EU and NA uh, heavy presence. 
um, but I don't really see the other regions competing once they get into uh, when they get, once they get put up against the NA and EU squads, um, or maybe the club also being in the playoffs. But I guess if you had to have a crazy prediction, um, I think that ooh, crazy prediction. I'd really like to see Moist Esports after how un uh, uninspiring un uninspiring. That's a great word. How uninspiring they've been so far. I would like to see them really rise to the occasion. But I, you know, obviously my feelings on that are such that they that that is my crazy prediction. <laughs> okay. How about yours? Um, realistically, I think that we see, I mean, it's, it's really going to depend how the bracket shakes out, but I would contend that we see a NA and EU top four. So only that, like that all the top four teams will be NA or EU. I don't, I don't think any of the other regions will, will crack the top four. That is my, my realistic prediction. And as something that I, you know, I don't think will happen, but you know, it's in the realm of possibility maybe. Um, Team Liquid win the fall win the fall major. I, I don't think. think that that's that crazy for how they've been playing, but yeah, yeah. But I mean, they they certainly have not, you know, they didn't, they haven't played some of the the different teams. They haven't really had as much experience internationally, so you know they're a very young team as we'll, we'll kind of see with Oski here in a couple minutes. But you know, I, I think that they, I think that they will do well and. I am. I guess. I guess I could even do a crazier one. I think that uh, Team Power from OCE will make the quarterfinals and be the farthest, the farthest day OCE team has ever made it in an international major. That one's even got some trivia packed into it. I like it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, now can I do my do to do's? Yes. All right. Do 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 do. Player spotlight time. <laughs> I'm leaving that in. I'm leaving that in. No. (laughs) (laughs) I knew it. As soon as I did, I was like, that's actually kind of good. He's going to leave that in. (laughs) Oh, man. Damn it. All right. Take us away, Kyle. Show us your knowledge. So today we're going to look at a member of Team Liquid, Oski, who was born in Poland on February 23rd, 2017, which makes him 15 years old. I'll, I'll pause to let that sink in, right? So you have to be 15 years old to play in RLCS, and he is 15. He's turned 16 in February. So uh, Oski started his his uh, professional career, in quotes, in 2020, playing in B and C level competitions where there is not an a- age restriction uh, because, like I said before, you have to be 15 to play in the RLCS. And um, from there, on February 11th, 2021, uh, 12 days before his 15th birthday, Oski joined Team Liquid, uh, replacing Flakes, and um, he he joined as the same the same day that Atau joined, and they were able to round out their roster about eight months later, picking up a Chronic, formerly of uh, BS Competition, and that is the roster that we've seen for a little over a year now from them. Um, it seems to have taken team liquid and oski a little bit to to find their footing and to kind of find where they fit into the eu region but you know they've done better and better every every event so far this split and they certainly caught fire 
uh, in this last event, and they will look to hope to take that into in moving into the fall major. And you know, we'll we'll probably see some highlight level plays from from Oski at the major. As somebody who is not that great at this game, it offends me how many of these people can't even drive. They can play this game. But yeah, they're they're driving in the game. They're not driving. They're not driving in real life. I know. I know. Well, I hope that they don't take their Rocket League skills onto the street when they can drive, you know, five years from now, four years from now. Yeah. Or but I, I mean, guess it's only a year. <laughs> yeah. I'm not entirely sure what the rules are in other in, in the other countries, but yeah, I mean, they, they certainly have incredible reaction times. The skill is undeniable from some of these young players. You know, Daniel, Aqua, Beast Mode, Oski there's plenty more that are nice and you know, like 15 16 years old it's it's truly impressive to see you know what they're able to do so i'm excited to see what oski can do in the international spotlight and i look forward to watching all of them compete absolutely i mean it's just it's impressive at for them to have the mentality to be able to compete at a world stage at that age it's just a certain level of maturity that is just out of, it blows my mind it blows my mind i couldn't agree more but on that note i would like to thank everyone for tuning in to another episode of the boost over ball podcast um be sure to like rate five stars wherever you listen to your podcasts uh feel free to give us a follow on twitter and remember that the hundred boost in the corner is always more tasty than the small boost in the middle of the field and you should always go for the boost first because it'll help you get back to cover your open net. Thank you for listening to the Boost Over Ball podcast.